This is Macro Horizons Morning Musings. I'm Ian Lingen, here to bring you our thoughts from the trading desk for Tuesday, June 2nd. Welcome to BMO COVID-19 Insights. Visit bmocm.com slash COVID-19 for more up-to-the-minute insights. The views expressed here are those of the participants and not those of BMO Capital Markets, its affiliates, or subsidiaries. It's a dataless Tuesday during non-farm payrolls week, which lacks treasury supply and has all the hallmarks of a day to be forgotten in the financial markets. This isn't to suggest that the underlying themes have lost their relevance, however. Global risk assets have performed well overnight, and the curve has steepened, with 530s within striking distance of the March 19th peaks. Civil unrest remains and has overshadowed the pandemic for the moment, a shift in focus which will complicate the process of gauging the success toward reopening the domestic economy and transitioning to a state of new normal. A nod of the flows is warranted in the present environment, as an array of corporate deals have given investors incentive to shed duration, at least on the margin, either via hedging or simply to accommodate the new issues. All else being equal, one would expect the balance of the week to be spent skewing the odds of a surprise from the BLS report, either on the upside or downside versus the consensus, with expectations for Friday's jobs update to reveal another 8 million losses in addition to the 20.5 million from April, it's challenging to characterize the outlook as anything other than dismal. As the fallout from the pandemic is tallied, the most relevant unknowns remain. One, the depth of the recession. Two, the pace of the recovery. And three, the duration to regain the losses in real productivity. There will be no grand clarity on these issues in the near term. And, if anything, the transition back to a semi-functioning economy risks further complications given the developments of the last week. At present, the operating assumption is that the depths of the contraction will occur during Q2, and the bounce in May's data continues to reinforce this notion. For context, the Fed's GDP trackers, not the official forecast, obviously, have dimmed further in their running tabulation of the incoming realized data. The Atlanta Fed's GDP now is running at negative 52.8% for Q2, and the New York Fed's now cast is at negative 35.5%. Given that the bulk of the data behind these tracking figures represents the height of the lockdown, the improvements revealed once the reopenings are fully executed will be far more informative. Investors continue to demonstrate a collective willingness to ignore the depths of the weakness revealed from a variety of releases. This is in part due to the perception that we've only seen the first leg, and the rebound will be just as paradigm-defining. Alas, this leaves the Treasury market with very few tradable inputs as we ponder the next several weeks. The combination of non-farm payrolls quickly followed by the FOMC meeting would, under more typical circumstances, be a setup for a range-breaking move in U.S. rates. Alas, the heavy discount certain to be applied to Friday's jobs print and the reality of all that the Fed has already delivered in terms of policy accommodation leaves us biased for an extension of the the more-of-the-same sideways shuffle in yields. 
albeit with a steepening bias as the long end continues to underperform with rates edging higher on an outright basis. The three drivers are treasury supply, corporate issuance, and the prospects for the eventual return of inflationary pressures. The former two have done a lion's share of the heavy lifting thus far. While inflation expectations are off the lows, it will be quite some time before consumer prices move beyond the near-term downside risks. With the curve shape largely in the category of a directional trade, we'll be content to take a cue from the performance of domestic equities given the lack of other new information. May's auto sales figures will be released over the course of today's session, so there's that. An improvement of sorts is expected, with the consensus anticipating an annual pace of 11.1 million versus the 8.58 million seen in April. Again, the theme of a partial retracement off the lows is in place, and the confirmation thereof is unlikely to represent a great deal of actionable insight for a market largely immune to any signs that the depths of the recession have already passed. Hence, 10-year yields are at just 67 basis points this morning, with very little prospects of breaching the 54 to 78 basis point range. And with that, this is Ian Lingen signing off. Be safe, tune in, and stop out. Thanks for listening to Macro Horizons. Please visit us at bmocm.com backslash macrohorizons. We'd love to hear what you thought of today's episode. So please email me directly with any feedback at ian.lingen at bmo.com. Thanks for listening. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. For more insights, visit bmocm.com slash COVID-19. This podcast has been prepared with the assistance of employees of Bank of Montreal, BMO Nesbitt Burns, Inc., and BMO Capital Markets Corporation. Together, BMO. Notwithstanding the foregoing, this podcast should not be construed as an offer or the solicitation of an offer to sell or to buy or subscribe for any particular product or services, including, without limitation, any commodities, securities, or other financial instruments. We are not soliciting any specific action based on this podcast. It is for the general information of our clients. It does not constitute a recommendation or a suggestion that any investment or strategy referenced herein may be suitable for you. It does not take into account the particular investment objectives, financial conditions, or needs of individual clients. Nothing in this podcast constitutes investment, legal, accounting, or tax advice, or a representation that any investment or strategy is suitable or appropriate to your unique circumstances or otherwise constitutes an opinion or a recommendation to you. BMO is not providing advice regarding the value or advisability of trading in commodity interests, including futures contracts and commodity options or any other activity, which would cause BMO or any of its affiliates to be considered a commodity trading advisor under the U.S. Commodity Exchange Act. BMO is not undertaking to act as a swap advisor to you or in your best interests, and you, to the extent applicable, will rely solely on advice from your qualified independent representative in making hedging or trading decisions. This podcast is not to be relied upon in substitution for the exercise of independent judgment. You should conduct your own independent analysis of the matters referred to herein, together with your qualified independent representative, if applicable. BMO assumes no responsibility for verification of the information in this podcast. No representation or warranty is made as to the accuracy or completeness of such information, and BMO accepts no liability whatsoever for any loss arising from any use of or reliance on this podcast. BMO assumes no obligation to correct or update this podcast. This podcast does not contain all information that may be required to evaluate any transaction or matter, and information may be available to BMO and or its affiliates that is not reflected herein. BMO and its affiliates may have positions, long or short, and affect transactions or make markets, insecurities mentioned herein, or provide advice or loans to, or participate in the underwriting or restructuring of the obligations of, issuers and companies mentioned herein. 
Moreover, BMO's trading desks may have acted on the basis of the information in this podcast. For full legal disclosure, please visit bmocm.com legal. To access our full disclosures for equity research reports, please visit researchglobal0.bmocapitalmarkets.com slash public dash disclosure slash.